thought we'd revisit the topic of Myers-Briggs, the judging preference versus the perceiving preference. So welcome to another edition of the Customer Secrets Podcast. My name is Tim Van Milligan. As I said, I'd like to talk about that uh, dichotomy in Myers-Briggs called judging versus perceiving or J versus P. Now, if you're a fan of Myers-Briggs like I am, you know that there are four dichotomies, as we call them, so four preferences. Um, And it gives you those letters that sometimes can be like a a weird code, but it's fairly simple to understand. Um, You have introvert versus extrovert. That's the first dichotomy. A dichotomy means, means like one or the other. So you either are an introvert or an extrovert. Um, and everybody can kind of understand what that's all about. Um, our next one is sensing versus intuition. Then the third one is feeling versus thinking. And then the fourth one is judging versus perceiving or J versus P. Now, what is commonly thought is that the J has an approach to life that is structured, organized, or it's a carefully calibrated way of making decisions. On the flip side, the P's are said to approach life in a more flexible and spontaneous way. You know, they adapt to new situations as they arise. Now, I don't like that word approach to life um, because it it's kind of nebulous. It's kind of like, eh, I don't know how to define it. So when I look at the four dichotomies, I look at them as a group. As a group, what they are all about, no matter which one you're talking about, it's they, it's a way of understanding how people make decisions. So the first one, introvert versus extrovert, that one is about where people get their energy to make decisions. Again, it's all about decision making. The second one, sensing versus perceiving, is how we take in information to make those decisions. And then the third one, F versus T, or thinking versus feeling, is how we process the information and what filters do we use when we make decisions. Do we process information about, you know, the feelings of other people, you know, how they're going to feel about the decisions we make, or do those feelings of other people not really matter so much? And those would be the thinking type people. Now, the J versus P is also about decisions, but it's when people make decisions. Do they make decisions prior to a new situation happening, or do they wait until the situation develops and they can kind of get a broader perspective on what is going on? So the J's are people that have made up their mind a long time ago. So when they're in a new situation, 
they are very quick to make decisions. Because while the situation might be unique, they always have something to compare against. You know, they may say something like, this reminds me of a situation that I was in before. And I made this decision and it worked out. So I'm going to make a very similar decision in my current situation. And so they make decisions very fast. Now, perceivers look at each new situation as being independent from everything else that has happened before. They kind of discard history and don't give it very much weight when they make a decision because everything is new. So kind of like, let me give you an example of, you know, how a perceiver versus a judger may make a new decision in a brand new situation. So th there's not a lot of new in the world, but technology changes all the time. And um, in the last few years, cryptocurrencies have made a big impact in the world. Um, now, a judger looks at cryptocurrencies and they compare it to, you know, something physical like maybe gold or the dollar. Uh, those are tangible things that you can touch and feel. Uh, but cryptocurrency, you can't. And, you know, people like Warren Buffett, who is a J, he's a judger, um, he can't understand crypto at all because, you know, he's comparing it to gold and silver and the dollar and, you know, the euro or whatever other currency is out there. And he doesn't understand how it works because he doesn't have anything to compare against. You know, it's 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 fiat money. You know, it's intangible. Um, now, on the other hand, the perceiver doesn't care about any of that other stuff. Um, so they look at it as a new opportunity to invest in. So crypto, when it first became available, uh, was the people that invested in it were most, you know, high probability that they were perceivers. Um, so the question that I always ask is, why are some people perceivers and some people judgers? Wouldn't we all get along better if we all made decisions in the same way? And the conclusion I came up with was it's better for humanity. It's better for the species, you know, the Homo sapiens, if some people are J's and some people are, pre, are P's. And the reason for that is we do have conflict with each other. We are always at war with each other. That is the history of our species. And if that's your history, you need to adapt to it. And, you know, and by adapting, I mean surviving. <laughs> we need to be able to, to survive wars. So if there's a war um, and you know about it ahead of time, you need J's 
the people that are going to make decisions long before things happen. You know, you're going to, uh, you know, you're going to create a strategy and you're going to make your battle plan and then you're going to implement your battle plan. But on the flip side, once the battle starts happening, things turn very chaotic. Mike Tyson had this saying, he says, you know, everybody has a plan right up until they get punched in the nose. And then the plan just falls apart. And at that point, you need people with the perceiving trait to be able to make quick decisions based on a new set of circumstances. I think it is part of the reason humanity has survived so long is because we have both perceivers and judgers. We need them both. So what causes conflict between humanity? You know, we're always at war. So what causes that? And there's only one cause, no matter what argument is going on. All arguments happen because there's a clash between values. You know, how many wars have been fought over women? <laughs> Both sides want them, so they both value them, but there's this clash. You know, my side wants them more than your side, and we need them more than your side. And then the other side is saying the same thing. You know, I need them more than you do. Uh, right now we're seeing this being played out in the Ukraine war, where both sides want the land, and they're, you know, they, they, it's a clash of values over that piece of land, that piece of property. Uh, and until one side wins, that conflict is going to continue, you know, forever. Uh, we see it playing out in the Middle East with Israel and all its neighbors, you know, and how long has that war been going on? Um, so now how does this play out for us, you know, us people that are business people? You know, I'm in marketing and I'm in sales. And so I want to know, you know, how this can help me or hurt me in my business. So let me give you an example um, using the J versus P. Now, the J's, as I said, they make decisions ahead of time. So they prejudge a situation that they might find themselves in. And that word prejudge, if you combine it, those all those letters, you get the word prejudice. And so judges are looked upon as being prejudice. Um, and it has negative connotations because it implies that you look down upon other people. But in fact, prejudging means that you're prejudging a situation. You're not prejudging other people. Although if other people have a history of behaving in a certain way, you might be prejudiced against them. You know, I am prejudiced against murderers. I don't want them around me. And if they try to enter my environment, 
I'll leave. Uh, you know, that's being prejudiced, but are you going to judge me for that? Because um, I would assume that you probably also don't like, you know, murderers and people that abuse small children. Um, but nobody, and I mean even people that have the judging trait, like to be called prejudiced or looked down upon because they've made decisions in advance. And we see this right now going on in the world of marketing. Um, so what happens is if you, um, how would I put it, attack somebody for having a specific preference, they're going to get anger. Um, that always occurs. This is this is my law of emotions, and one of the emotions is anger, and anger is triggered whenever you attack something that someone values. Okay, so where give an example of this is going on right now, as I said, in the world of marketing, where a lot of marketers have the P trait. And so they're perceivers. So they don't make judgments fast. Um, they kind of, they call themselves adaptable and tolerant. Um, and so what they're doing is they're projecting that preference onto other people. And they think that if they promote that preference of perceiving, that they'll get more customers. But they don't know that they're also alienating the people that have the judging trait. So right now, as I'm recording this, there's a big hullabaloo going on over um, Anheuser-Busch company who makes a product called Bud Light. And what their marketing department has come up with is they have decided to promote the value of acceptance to those people who are judgers. Now, judgers are accepting, you know, they've already made a decision of who they're going to accept or not. And when somebody comes in and says that, I'm going to question your decision they're going to get angry because it's basically an attack on their decisions. Um, and this is what's going on right now in the woke movement. Um, the marketing company for um, Bud Light decided to shove in the faces of their customers that they should be more open and accepting and tolerant of other people. And to make this point, they chose the most personal decision that a person can make. And that decision is who they choose to partner with. And what they're doing in their advertising is implying that those people that have chosen to be heterosexuals 
have maybe not made a informed decision. So they're questioning the decision that somebody has already made. Um, and when you do that, when you question somebody's decision, basically you're attacking that decision. And whenever you attack something that someone values, it will trigger anger. And that's exactly what happened. Their base customers, who are probably most likely Jays, felt attacked by having their decision of who they mate with questioned. And this is, this is rampant right now um, because the people that are perceivers, um, they want everybody to be accepting and tolerant like they are. And they think that the world would be a better place if everybody was. But as I said, we need, we absolutely need both perceivers and judgers. And so when they attacked the judgers, um, yeah, they opened up a big can of worms. So Bud Light immediately lost 30% of their sales. And those sales are never coming back. Um, a couple of years ago, um, the company Gillette did the same thing with uh, shaving. And they basically used this same tolerance and accepting of other people, which is a perceiver's value, and they shoved it in the face of the judges, and the judges didn't like it. And so they stopped buying Gillette products. And Gillette still has not recovered from this. And Anheuser-Busch and the Bud Light brand is probably also never going to get them back. So they've, they've actually painted themselves into a corner because now they've lost 30% of their customers. And they can't get them back. They're gone. Um, and so if they try to get them back by offering up an apology of some sort, what they're going to do then is piss off the perceivers. So they're in a no-win situation. And so their best bet is to actually do nothing at this point. They've already lost 30%. It's not coming back. So now they're at a new level of sales. And if they don't want to lose anything, anything more, they can't do anything else. And in fact, they released a statement... And the statement was perfect. It basically said absolutely nothing. It was something in regards to, yeah, we have a great company and we love our employees and our employees are doing great. It says nothing about the controversy that they created. Um, and it was all their marketing department. And, you know, there's one particular, you know, their head of marketing that made the, this decision. And... They're a perceiver, obviously, <laughs> and I don't know what's going to happen to that person, but I think they'll probably keep them around for a while. You know, they don't want to fire them right away, um, and they'll just, they'll ask the person to go out and find a new job, 
you know, and, and, and then what will happen is the person will say, hey, I got a new job. I'm moving away from Budweiser. It was so great working with them, but I didn't get fired. I just I found a better opportunity. And that's that's the best situation that they can hope for. Um, so to conclude this, um, if you are an established brand, you better find out whether your customers are perceivers or judgers. Um, and because if you, you know, if you do marketing and you try to, you know, when you market, you should do one of two things. And this is my law of marketing. You should either protect somebody's values or promote their values, not your values, their values. Those are the only two things that you should do as a marketer. So when you sell something, you want to elevate your, your core customers' values. And if they're judgers, elevate their decision-making process of pre-making a decision. You know, like... Um, there was an ad campaign and I forget, you know, it, it went something like, you know, when this situation comes around, this is a time for this product. Um, you know, you know, like it used to be, you know, if you were going to have a picnic or if you were going to go to a ball game, this was a time to have a Budweiser. Um, you know, basically you're elevating, you're promoting somebody's value of pre-making a decision for using that product. And that's what you should do. Or protect that value. Um, so if you don't know how to determine whether somebody is a perceiver or a judger, um, I've created a course that walks you through the process of typing people. And the course is Selling by Personality Type. And you'll find it on um, my website. And if you can't find it, just shoot me an email and I'll, I'll point you to it um, so that you can determine quickly. And I mean by looking at a person just within 30 seconds being able to tell what personality that type they, not, they are. Not only are they a J or a P, but um, thinker or feeler, sensing or perceiving. Um, you can get three of the four dichotomies, you know, the three, three out of the four preferences within 30 seconds. The fourth one, introvert versus extrovert, it takes me a little bit longer because I have to sit down and um, watch their behavior. You know, extroverts are... Some extroverts are just so easy to, to, to type because their mouth is moving. <laughs> I'm an introvert, so I see extroverts all the time, and I can compare them to myself. And um, if, if a conversation is going, and, and if there's a pause in the conversation, they're the first ones to talk because they can't have that silence. Not every extrovert is that bad, but... You know, the extreme extroverts are. But it usually takes me a few minutes 
to observe them and to, to determine whether they are the introvert or extrovert. But the other three ones, the, the sensing versus intuition, thinking versus feeling, and judging versus perceiving, those are easy to see. Um, they're almost written on somebody's face. In fact, they are because where personality comes from is genetics. And if you can read somebody's genetics, you can determine their personality really quick. And once you have their personality, this is what I've always said on this podcast, is what personality is at its core is values. You can associate personality type with a set of values. And we need those values if we're going to market to somebody because we want to either promote or protect what they value. So um, that's my talk today about judgers versus perceivers. Um, and if you would like to be typed yourself, um, I would love to have guests on this podcast where I type people um, just to show the process that I go through. It's kind of a learning situation. Uh, just shoot me an email at tvm at customersecrets.com. So again, my name is Tim Van Milligan. The website is customersecrets.com. And until the next time, have a great day.